Welcome to the Feedback Force podcast, the game design analysis podcast of the End Defender community. I'm Kelso. And I'm Kyla. And I'm Carl. And we took a bit of a break, and that's fine. But we're back. Yeah, sorry about that. Oh, it's, it's whatever. You were, you were not feeling good, and that's super understandable, so... <laughs> You know. That is a good reason to take a break. And also, that break yeah. takes us into spook month. So we're going to have does. real spooky times in spook month. Yes, But not as, not as spooky as usual. I managed to pivot our Halloween game into something that's not going to like give me nightmares. So, hooray! I was about Probably. to suggest that Cat Lady had a sequel. Ah, oh, no! <laughs> like, the current... One of the current, like... Uh, like Twitch bait games that's going around is, um, and you maybe have heard of it. It's called Phasmophobia, and it's a multiplayer like Ghost Hunters simulator game. I did like, see that pop up somewhere. Talk to the ghosts. I watched a couple people um, stream it, and it looks simultaneously kind of janky, but also really scary, and a lot of potential. As in the streams that I watched too. Um, to jape your friends into getting scared. Mm. So. I feel like once people have streamed it for a while, it will become like less scary over time because people will get used to it. Yeah. But eh, I bet the like the first time playthrough for a lot is going to be fun. There's also uh, there's a game which I was I did suggest at first for us to play for this month, but it's uh, because it's only the first chapter of many uh, we opted not to, but uh, Abby Howard, who's a favorite uh, webcomic artist of mine, uh, has a Kickstarter going on at the moment for her new game um, called, I think it's called Scarlet Hollow. Um, and yeah. it is, the the first chapter is out and is free, and there's a Kickstarter for like the rest of the game. Um, so I haven't yeah. played it yet. But I, she's like a really funny writer and like a really, you know, good horror person. Um, and so it's probably going to be great. So if you're looking for some new horror stuff to pick up uh, this month, uh, I would check out Scarlet Hollow. So, yeah, when is the full game? I know I saw it on the, um, on the on Kickstarter because I was looking at it. I do not when the, know. When the actual full game is released, because that could be a contender for next year. Please. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Oh, uh, it says well. It says it says estimated delivery twenty twenty three, but who knows if that's actually the um, the the um, forecasted release date? But I mean, yeah, this is I mean, I assume. Radar now. Yeah, I assume if it's going to be the full game, it it may take a few years. But um, as I said, it looks like there's um, you know, there's some stuff that's up already. The first chapter kind of proof of concept is there. There may or may not be dating sim elements. I do not know. <laughs> Abby, sure looks Abby like tweeted. Dating sim elements. Yeah, Abby tweeted something about it, and I couldn't tell if she was being sarcastic or not. So. Oh no! The Kickstarter specifically says five romance options. Okay. So. Let's, so it is uh, a. It says, it's a whether... horror visual novel where you can also romance people. Yeah. Whether you're into goths. Dads, plant lovers, YouTubers, or skeletal boys, we've got all your bases covered. Nice. The five genders. Yes. Well, they. I know that one of the romanceable characters is a non-binary character named Avery. And since 
Wintermore yeah. also has a non-binary character named Avery. I'm like, I, I guess I and should I guess I should play this. Isn't Avery the non-binary or the you know potentially non-binary protagonist of um oh what's the cat the cat cafe one that we played? Oh Hustle Cat. Is that character's named Avery? Probably is. I think you're right. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> um now I have to look. I guess Avery is just a very good non-binary name. Yeah, Avery Gray. It I mean it it is a very good non-binary name. So <laughs> Yeah. Or a gender neutral name, if you will. Yeah. <clears throat> well, cool. Yeah. So yeah, um even though we're not playing it, definitely check out Scarlet Hollow because it looks it looks real good. So it looks real good, and I'm pretty sure the Kickstarter is like completely backed, but they're they're working on stretch goals now. Um, oh, the Kickstarter is almost at double. Yeah, yeah. I just saw um, that. So, but you know, if you can, um, if you can throw a few bucks that way, there's like cool rewards and. Uh, the the hundred k uh backer goal is that you can talk to you can get a power where you talk to animals and then Abby's like then I have to write dialogue for all the animals so you should do it. <laughs> nice, yeah. I am all for games where you get to talk to animals. We should have more of those. Yeah. Uh, I think they're at like forty thousand right now, out of like the twenty five thousand goal, something. Yeah, roughly that. So yeah. yeah. So doing good. S speaking of games that are not at all spooky, um, I've been incessantly playing Two Point Hospital lately. Uh, that's my oh, that's yeah? my latest like deep dive game. I'm over 30 hours into it at this point. Um, I would say I recommend it. It's a, it's a pretty solid sim. Like it doesn't do anything earth shatteringly new, uh, but it is a very well-designed sim game with like, like literally dozens of hours of uh, voice recordings to just like, just, just for the jokes. It's great. Um, there's a there's a little radio station that plays while you you know do the sim and it's got three DJs. I've been playing for over thirty hours and the DJs have yet to repeat any dialogue. Oh man, that's the best! Like that's my my favorite radio station in pretty much every Grand Theft Auto game is always the talk radio stations. I love they're yeah. so good, so yep. I, I appreciate that. Actually, I it looks like I must have bought this when it was on sale and you mentioned it, but. I mean, I'm I'm not surprised that it's good. It seems like it's sort of another entry into the long long-standing tradition of let's remake a bullfrog game since nobody's doing anything with that property, but we can't use the name, so we'll call it something else. Well, so here's yeah. the thing. I looked it up on Wikipedia and two of the three founders of the studio that made this game are ex-bullfrog people. <laughs> Okay, so it's it's what or we like thought one, happened with War for the Overworld. Yeah, exactly. Or like one one bullfrog <laughs> and one lion's head, or something like that. But you know, which were basically the same studio. Um, yeah, yeah. So you know, there's a reason it's a very like competently put together, well polished sim. I mean, like 
Theme Hospital was really fun. So if yeah. you remake Theme Hospital, then... Yeah, it's, I never played it back in the How day, but, but I played this one. I played it, yeah, I bought it on good old games, like, several years ago. Not like, I don't know, maybe five years ago or something, um, and played it there. And yeah, had like a, a pretty solid weekend of just playing Theme Hospital. It's good stuff. Yeah. It's got it's got a bunch of like wacky puns and uh, and good joke good radio jokes. Uh, all of the all of the illnesses and cures are puns basically. Um, and they they do a neat thing which you don't get a lot of um, in Sims, which is that like each level has a different gimmick. Um, so it's not just you know the same thing over and over. It's like, okay, here's a level where, like, this is a training hospital and you can only hire, like, doctors and nurses with no skills and you have to train them up from scratch. And here's a hospital that's a public hospital. So, like, you don't gain any money unless you meet, like, very specific certain goals set by the state and things like that. So it's nice. been a lot of fun yeah, so far and I recommend it. it. Do it. Yeah. And then tell me which of the three uh, radio DJ hosts you like the best. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I um, I have already gotten into spooky season and I have been playing how much? Okay, I've only played, I have not sunk 30 hours into it. I have only played 13.7, uh, but I've been playing Graveyard Keeper, which is one that, like, I've had my eye on it for a really long time and it was in early access for a really long time. Um, and then it was recently on um, Chrono for, like, 10 bucks or something so i got it um is that tiny it's basically build? yes that a tiny, it's tiny build, build. it's okay, it's, yeah. it's basically stardew stardew valley harvest moon type of thing except the farming is a secondary thing and your main thing is uh that you are a graveyard keeper you deal with dead bodies and you see to the burial and embalming and uh you can raise them as zombies to help you harvest you know do mining and wood wood cutting and crafting and stuff uh, <laughs> later on in the game but i haven't i've gotten to the point where that's unlocked but i don't have the resources to do it so i see um yeah they yeah. uh they were basically right next to us uh when we showed at pax uh at pax west uh, whenever it was that we showed at PAX West last year, question mark. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And they had the best booth setup of any booth setup I've ever seen, uh, where all of their stations for playing the game uh, were coffins, and you had to, like, lie down in the padded coffin with the iPad. That's so cool. Yeah. I was, I, I was very impressed. It's one of those games where, like, I have mixed feelings about it because there's... There's a whole lot to manage. There's like five different types of currency and mm -hmm. a million objectives. And it's kind of like there's a several skill trees, like there's five or six skill trees. There's a, a lot to keep track of. It's hard to keep track of, but there's really no time limits on anything. You can just keep going day after day. Um, and the world doesn't really progress until you make things happen. Um, so it... Like, I don't love it, but I can't stop playing it. Well, I couldn't stop <laughs> playing it, you know, last weekend. It's one of the it's one of those games. Yeah, so that happens. I mean, if you're if you're into like Harvest Moon Stardew type things, which I definitely am, 
you know, graveyard keeper, check it out. It's got also the pixel art is like gorgeous, super good. So yeah, that is a good thing. I do have uh, there is one more game that I've been playing um, that I borrowed from a friend on the Switch. Uh, which I may have to keep, we'll, or like I may have to buy my own copy. We'll see. Uh, which is Ring Fit Adventure? <laughs> is that really good? It's goofy. It's like cheesy as all heck. So for anyone who hasn't heard of Ring Fit Adventure, it's an exercise game for the Switch that comes with a peripheral, which is like this plastic ring, and so and and a leg strap. So you put one half of the controller in the leg strap and one half of the controller in the ring. And then you just do a bunch of exercises, but it's, it's, you know, decked out as like, uh, uh, an RPG quest where, you know, you found this like weird magical God being that's like, uh, in the form of this sort of ring character and her previous, uh, charge has like escaped and is wreaking havoc so she wants you to join her but it's all like exercising themed like she wasn't just like uh you know some old uh wise character um she was like his trainer and he's like this really buff dragon who won't stop working out <laughs> it's, I, it's pretty like, great i have been like sort of intrigued about ring fit adventure but it's like God, i don't want more peripherals laying around i've got so much crap but yeah i mean man, that's fair like it looks like it could be fun yeah if, I wouldn't, if it actually is fun i might get it i wouldn't buy it for just like a good rpg because i don't think it's a good like standalone rpg but it is a very good fitness game like it is yeah. getting me to actually work out and like use muscle groups that i don't normally use and so forth yeah it's one so. of those things like for a while i was doing i was like trying to work out on my lunch break since i've been working from home for so long it's like oh, i gotta i gotta do something that's not just sit on my ass in my apartment yep. four to five days a week um so i was just doing like workout videos on youtube which get boring really fast um mm -hmm. so i was looking at that as something else to do so uh, maybe yeah, yeah. I'll, I've just unlocked. I've just unlocked the ability to um, collect ingredients uh, along each of the levels, uh, so that I can make smoothies to power myself up. <laughs> I do love because, a good smoothie. Because of course, that's the uh, power ups. Yeah, I gotta I make a lot of spinach smoothies because those are the spinach smoothies are the like health regeneration ones. So. Spinach smoothie sounds disgusting. <laughs> not gonna lie. I mean, I've Spin you're not spinach wrong. Has been a lot of smoothies. Like you, you put spinach in with the fruit, and you can't taste the spinach. Yeah, it's supposed to be like, like I a promise, thickener. <laughs> it's supposed to be like a thickener to add fiber. I've never had like one of the like green smoothies. I've only had fruit smoothies, um, but they they. It sounds pretty gross, not gonna lie. <laughs> but I kind of think like spinach, like unless it's like fresh spinach, I kind of dislike spinach. Hmm. I yeah, I love fair. spinach, but I love spinach that's cooked with like a lot of dairy and garlic. <laughs> so 
which this obviously would not be garlic smoothie see how that works but yeah no my um (laughs) when i was when i was back at home for a while after i finished school my my mom has one of those very expensive very powerful vitamix blenders Mm. they're so powerful you can just throw like an entire orange peel and all in and it will just completely pulverize it and you can drink an entire pulverized orange but i've i've made a lot of smoothies why would you want to drink an orange peel i i mean i guess because it's like less prep than uh the peeling, peeling the orange or like like my my mom did it a couple times that way and i tasted it and i was like i mean i guess it it doesn't like i i would expect it to be bitter because of like all the pith and crap yeah um and it's not like you can't taste it i didn't huh. i didn't do that I, I used frozen fruit and like oat milk or whatever but uh yeah the uh the, the, i wish i had a better blender but i don't really need a, i don't need to blend entire oranges so i it's fine <laughs> yeah i need to get another stand blender uh because we we now only have an immersion blender which is great for soups which is 90 percent mm-hmm. of what i use blenders for but i also make smoothies with the other 10 percent, and i can't make smoothies with an immersion blender yeah no you can't i mean <laughs> i could try real hard and i think it would be very messy um, i think one time i tried to make results. like uh yeah, one time I tried to make like an iced coffee in an immersion blender, and uh, I got I I just sprayed coffee all over myself and that part of the kitchen. So uh, I, you can do it. You just gotta cover the thing that you're blending in to, to prevent uh, splatter. I suppose that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. All right. Shall we Welcome talk to about the smoothies episode? <laughs> yes. I wish. <clears throat> uh speaking of segues, uh should we talk about the game we played? We can talk about the game we played, sure, yeah. We played I guess I guess I'll I, I started talking, so now I have to commit. We played I'm gonna pronounce it wrong and Carl's gonna be mad at me. We played Rucky? Yep. Did I? How yes, dare I you. did it. <laughs> oh no, I thought I thought that yep was I did it right. <laughs> um which is Carl's just going to have to get used to being mad at us because we are certainly going to pr- mispronounce a bunch of things this episode. Yes. Oh boy. I'm yep. not going to be mad. <laughs> okay. Good. Um, which is a point-and-click adventure by Polygon Treehouse, based on like the broadest sort of vaguely Scandinavian folklore. Um, yeah magic-y stuff yeah wherein you play as a girl who oh gosh i forgot i forgot the main character's name tuve Tuve, okay okay we play you play as tuve who um her mother died in an unspecified accident and her father has become an alcoholic and she's basically kind of sort of raising her little brother lars uh by herself and he gets taken away by a giant monster and so she has to go on a very like very fantasy magical quest full of like mythological creatures it's a little girl in the woods story i do love me a little girl in the woods story yeah um and rookie is the name of the big monster that's where the title comes from 
Yes. Spoiler alert, not actually a monster, but we'll get to... I mean, I guess he literally is a monster, but... Not, <laughs> yeah. That's not, not a monstrous monster, I suppose. Yes. How do you define monster? Yes, exactly. Draw a monster. How do you know it's a monster? Um... Yeah, so it's it's there's there's four big guardians of the forest. It's there's this sort of like old fairy tale. There were there were four guardians, um, the the wolf, the bear, the stag, and the raven. Uh, and the raven one fell in love with a human, and she had a child. Uh, but the child was like monstrous uh, and and big and scary looking, um, and so the the other three cast her out and she got very mad and started kidnapping children um so that she could try and turn her son human um so he could be accepted in the human world and uh so yeah your little brother lars ends up being one of the kidnapped children um and it's very adventure gamey this game you said it was an adventure game when we started it and i'm like oh yeah it's gonna be one of those modern adventure games that's like sort of nominally an adventure game but you know like not really but no this is like really adventure gaming use stuff on stuff yeah stuff with stuff i rub all inventory I mean... objects on all other inventory objects until you find solution yeah i so i don't disagree with you but i would also like to say right up front that it is not nearly as bad as like a classic LucasArts where yes, the no. uh the solutions are utterly incomprehensible. Um or like what was that one game? There was one game, Hotel Dusk on the DS, um, where one of the solutions was you have to use flour, a an open bag of flour on a pen so that you can see the words that are engraved in the side of the pen because the 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 bits of flour get like fall into that recessed engraving it's mm -hmm. never to my memory it's never that level yeah it gets a little ridiculous but usually you're like you you have enough yeah they don't they don't do any weird moon yeah. logic things uh and a lot of times like reading the description of the thing in your inventory can help um yes i will say in one of the earliest puzzles they give you a hairpin to use to pick a lock and there's no good reason that couldn't have just been a key. Like, <laughs> just, it's an early puzzle in the game. Yeah. Like, make it a key. It's, there's a clearly a locked thing. Like, the, this, like, this is a very ornate, like, hairpin thing. Does not immediately scream, use me on lock. Like. Yeah, it's not I'm... just like a bobby pin. <laughs> that was literally the first thing I thought of when I picked up the pin. Was like, <laughs> oh, I can pick a lock with this. <laughs> of course you did. I that was the first thing I had to look up in a walkthrough. Uh, granted, I, think, I I like I did not I have didn't... a uh, I did not have a super high threshold for looking things up in this playthrough. It was pretty much like if I felt stuck, I looked it up. <laughs> I didn't like wait and let myself be stuck for a while. Yeah, I think I I also looked stuff up, but I think. I think I mostly, most of that was in the very last segment um, mm -hmm. because there were, well, 
there were like two places that I remember being very stuck. And both of those were due to the object that I needed to pick up or interact with or the transition into the next screen that I needed to go to were not very visible or were not like um, framed well enough for me to say, oh, I need to interact with that or, oh, that's a screen transition and I can go that way. Yeah, um, I, 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 that's, yeah. I think I looked things up maybe like four or five times and probably like more than half of those uh or exactly half if it was four i don't know um where i can't i couldn't see the, the the place i was supposed to go next i didn't notice that that was an entrance to a new screen which is very mostly walking yeah. sort of problem <laughs> yeah this game does have a really nice feature where if you push i i think i want to say it's middle mouse um it it gives you like weird sort of x-ray vision that highlights everything on the screen that you can interact with which is yeah every adventure game should have this it's yeah, such a good I, feature I feel like that's i feel like that's become a staple of games in this genre like recently uh it wasn't true of the old school ones for sure but it is now yeah and I'll yet for honest, all I, that I they still play... have a. uh they still have the uh like collectible hidden things, which you would think wouldn't work in combination with a screen highlight, but somehow it does. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I, it's good that that's like a common feature. I was, I, I don't play a lot of adventure games because I am so soured on the entire genre by <laughs> the old school versions. That's um, fair. I mean, I don't play a lot of them either. I just watch a lot of mostly walking for the most part. Yeah. So yeah. And then, and then there's the the unfortunate, sometimes tendency, like looking at you, Thimbleweed Park, to intentionally make your game as obtuse and frustrating as the old school, like LucasArts adventure games. Yeah, Ugh. I played like an hour of Thimbleweed Park, and just never again will I touch that game. <laughs> oh no! So. To yeah. be fair, they kickstarted it to be like, you remember those old games? We're gonna remake one of those. Here's the thing, though. I didn't. Um, I didn't. I didn't like buy it on the back of the Kickstarter. I bought it on the back of, oh, it's on sale and this has really good art and it's an adventure game. I haven't played one of those in a while. I guess I'll buy it. Uh, mistake. <laughs> Big mistake. Yeah. yeah so, no. This one. Yeah. This one is much, much more forgiving um and mm -hmm. it's like it's got a good like the the atmosphere is really fun so it made me kind of want to spend time in the space which i think helps a lot uh mm -hmm. and they're um they don't a hundred percent do this but they to some extent they do the the good thing with adventure games where they periodically like cleanse your inventory so you're not just so you don't have yeah. like uh, thirty different objects that you can recombine with each other. Yeah, and when you have an object that like ostensibly wouldn't, you know, break or disintegrate or something after being used, even if that's the case, they take it away if you don't need it again. Yeah, which I 
God, also, I appreciate that. Pretty pretty early on, you get a dagger, and you actually use the dagger for like multiple dagger use things. <laughs> like it's a useful object that yeah. continues to be useful. And it's like, thank you, thank you for acknowledging that this is a very useful tool to have. Yeah, you're using that dagger pretty much. Um, let's, I think you do lose it eventually, like at the very end. But you're using it for basically the whole time you have it. Great, yeah. A plus. Good game design. Also, I think the game and me have very different ideas of how to use oats. Because there were plenty <laughs> no. of uses for those oats. Yeah, before you made oatmeal, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Where it's like, well, why won't like this thing that's hungry eat them? Why won't, can't I use them to attract ravens? Why can't I? Yeah. yeah. That, was, that was my first thing. was like, oh, I got oats and there's a there's a hungry frog thing. Mm -hmm. Dinner time, baby. No. Yep, frog will not Wrong. eat oats. You gotta use oats to do a, a, a bizarre Scandinavian household magic ritual. <laughs> With the tom tea. I love the tom tea. Yeah. I mean, Carl, how great. did how did the game do on Scandinavian mythology? You had mentioned like at one point while we were playing that you felt kind of like uncanny valley about the voice acting. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of weird because it's like it's clearly a Scandinavian voice actor, mm -hmm. at least for Tova. I want to but... say I, I want to say she's Norwegian. I have to look though. I I saw something on the Steam page. Anyway, yes. Sorry. Like. From like folklore, it's like mixes of like everything, and that's like in naming of stuff as well. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I was wondering about that because I I was like, this looks like very like old Vikingy sort of name, but not quite what I thought it was supposed to be. Also, one th one thing, like Scandinavian folklore and like Norse mythology. Mm-hmm. It's different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they kind of mix it in. Yeah. So it's, it's like a mishmash of like everything. Yeah. yeah so kinda... not, not maybe super great on the kind of uh, cultural appropriation level. It works if you don't know. Yeah, yeah, I suppose it, that's true. It's, it's it's a mood piece, I suppose. Um it's it there's always there's a lot of uh there's a lot of um you know tricky lines around like what constitutes cultural appropriation. Uh and this this one feels a little bit less uh sort of egregious mostly because the cultures in question are not like traditionally colonized cultures. Yeah. It's just sort of, you yeah. know, more more white northern European. But here's um, the thing, this is this is an English English developed game and we all know that the English will colonize anyone they can. So maybe this is an attempt <laughs> to colonize the uh the Scandinavian countries. Yes. Or well, it's a revenge for us colonizing them. Yeah, there That's you true. go. <laughs> hmm, who colonizes the colonizers? Uh, yeah. As it were. Um, so, yeah, I 
I don't know. There are definitely games where I would, where like cultural appropriation would be like a sticking point for me and would cause me to not recommend them. But I don't think this is one of them. <laughs> I think as long as you go into it understanding that it's sort of a mishmash of like cultural representations, you're probably okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, shall we go Let's... through? I feel like we should go through like bit by bit on the story because this also reminded me a lot of um, Brothers that we played in a certain way because yeah. it's sort of a little kids in the woods, you know, um, helping each other out sort of thing. And there's actually a section towards the end where you're literally doing the Brothers thing where they're like two part puzzles and you have to have two different characters like solve each half. Yeah. Which, although not at the same time, the way that you do with brothers. Yeah, that was an interesting like third act game changer. I was not honestly, I was not expecting the dad to uh, to show up. I was <laughs> to be useful to be, in any capacity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the whole time, it's like, oh my, my dad's drunk again, and he's been eating his pickled herring. Ugh, dad. Guess I gotta feed my brother. Um, but yeah, no, dad comes in clutch at the end. I was, I was really expecting to be like, we got back from this big, crazy adventure and dad's like, oh, hey, where have you guys been? But then I remember that their house like burns down. So that doesn't really work. <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah. So the, it starts in the sort of like tutorial phase is you're in this, your little cabin in the woods. You live in kind of like the middle of nowhere in this like custom built cabin uh up on a mountain and you are making your little brother dinner because your dad is asleep because he got drunk early and yeah doesn't really take care of you guys how, like how old is tuvesh supposed to be she's like 12. i, uh, I don't know I, I feel like they they give like a uh a moderately big hint like it had something to do with the year that no there um there's a section where you have to get into your dad's fishing tackle box mm -hmm. and the the code is the year she was born so i think she's like 14 or 15. okay um yeah and so yeah you have to do uh you have to make eggs for lars and the, the steps where you make eggs are where, where I went to myself, oh, oh, this is going to be an adventure game. Because you can't, because I cracked, uh, I cracked eggs into a bowl and I kept trying to put it on the stove. And she was like, I can't put it on the stove. I can't put it on the stove. And I'm like, why can't you put the eggs on the stove? And it's like, I need a pan to put this in. And I'm like, fuck, okay. <laughs> Get pan, put eggs in pan, put pan on stove. I'm like, oh boy. I mean, she's not wrong. I, she's no, yeah. it's not wrong. It's not wrong. It's just, I was like, okay, this is a game where you have to do like the specific correct thing. It's not going to give me leeway to like almost get it. Yeah, Kyla, I'd like to see you pour eggs all over your stove and see what happens. Yeah. Ruin a perfectly good bowl by trying to put it on the stove. Yeah, or if you have a like a flat top electric stove just do it benihana style baby yep <laughs> oh geez i guess you could do that that sounds terrible but you could uh, that would be a nightmare to clean yep yeah. um yeah so you make eggs uh 
for Lars. Uh, you get him like tucked into bed. Uh, and then the nighttime and there's then the nighttime comes and Lars needs to go out to the bathroom. And apparently you do not have indoor plumbing in this cabin. So you have to take him out to the little outhouse. Uh, and when you go outside, there's like a bunch of ravens everywhere, and it's quite creepy. Um, and then later in the night, yeah. the house gets attacked. Yeah, by uh, by the big boy himself. And there's a big, big like escape sequence. You gotta get out of the loft where your bedroom is, and then you have to escape into the basement, and then you have to figure out a way to escape the basement. Uh, and keep this, these giant claw hands from reaching in and crushing you. Yep. Um, I guess I guess your dad does wake up at that point and uh, kind of offers a distraction and tells you to run and gets maybe crushed under some falling rubble. Yeah, the um, house burns down also because there's like a fireplace inside and it gets, you know, like fire gets strewn everywhere and there's a no, big... it uh... burns down because you throw like a Molotov cocktail. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah that's right. That you do part. throw a Molotov. Yeah, that does happen. Yeah, you to my fucking uh, young anarchists club over here. <laughs> oh. the, uh, yeah, no, it's... Uh, you get, yeah, you find like an old wine bottle and you stuff a cloth into it and you set it on fire and you throw it at the beast and <laughs> burn your fucking house down. To be fair, it's already still in it. Yeah, it's already pretty uh like demolished with the uh the monster trying to get at you. So it's not like it's a huge loss at that point, but still. Also, I'm not sure escaping to the basement in a burning house is the best thing to do. <laughs> it's the worst thing to do. Yeah. I mean, give her a break. She's like 14. Yeah, I don't know. I mean I don't know what I would do if a giant monster was attacking me. But then again, I live in an apartment, so I yeah. would probably have to jump off my balcony, which maybe I could survive. I'm only on the second floor. I'd, <laughs> I'd wreck my knees up pretty bad, but... I was going to say, roll when I you hit the could, ground. I think I could make it. Yeah. Definitely. Um... <laughs> yeah, so you, you end up getting a sled out of the basement and, like, sledding down the mountain into the woods. Um... When does uh, your brother get taken? Is that like while you're I sledding think... or after you get? I'm trying to remember. I want to say like the sled kind of, is there, do they like crash the sled at the bottom and then like she wakes up and he's gone or? No, like you're like, I think you like walk away together and then you like he gets distracted by something. That, you know, that, sounds, that sounds right. That sounds character accurate. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so he gets he gets taken through this like weird portal, and she jumps into the portal after him, uh, or tries to. No, the portal closes as she gets there, so she can't get to the uh, the like Raven Queen's castle. So she's stuck in the woods. And it's it's a magical woods, and there's like statues of the four guardians, so she has to go find the uh, the other three guardians to try and get them to help. Um, let's see, what's some of the first things you do? There's uh, you meet the trees. 
Yes, there's the trees full of eyes, which are asleep, and you have to wake them up. And there's a bunch of them scattered throughout uh, the the game, and they are basically uh, fast travel points. You can use them to go quickly from one place to another. Um, The the area with the mother tree in it, by the way, is uh, one of the areas that. I had to like look up what to do next. And it was like, you know, go into the entrance on the right side of the screen. And I was like, there was an entrance on the right side of that screen. Yeah, that was one of the things I had to look up as well, because you have to throw some pebbles at some bird. And I was like, there's birds. (laughs) Yeah. So. Yeah, the yes, you go you go to the right and there's a big mother tree and she's like, Thank you for like getting rid of these ravens. Um now that they're not like trying to peck our eyes out, we can, you know, we can be around again and can you please go like wake up all my children trees? And you're like, Okay. Cause the idea is if you help um, enough things in the woods, then the woods will maybe help you find your brother. I mean, it's that's solid enough magical forest logic, I guess. No, nope. and then you meet your first troll, that. uh, Troll Hilda. <laughs> oh, I'm looking. Uh, I'm should... looking at the picture on this. It's a walkthrough that we're consulting to uh, yep. remember the plot, and that's that's a pretty dumb adventure gamey solution. But we'll get there. <laughs> for for which one? <laughs> For getting the um, getting the rusty dagger out of Trollhilda's uh, out of the troll, yeah, shoulder. no, uh, fair. The, the so you meet the troll and she's got like something stuck in her shoulder and you agree to help her and the solution is you find a bear trap and you find some rope you tie the bear trap to the rope and drop it onto the the dagger that's lodged in her shoulder and pull it up when you could just I don't know climb on her shoulder and yeah. pull it out ah yeah yeah. But, you know, it's a little, yeah, it's like weird that you make kind of a bear trap grappling hook to remove a dagger. Like, I don't even know. Um, but you do. Uh, and then you have to get uh, the dagger sharpened. Um, and to get the dagger sharpened, you go to an old uh, like windmill place. Uh, and but the windmill's all broken. So you need help fixing it. So you you find one of the little uh you you need to summon a little household spirit called a tomte, um and oh my god they are so cute, <laughs> weird little men. They're super cute. They, weird little just, men in pointy a, hats. It's a, it's a big pointy hat, eyes, nose, beard, feet. That's all it is. <laughs> That's the whole thing. It's cute. So you got to make him some oatmeal so he will help you out. Um. I should mention, uh, we did mention sort of offhand that there is voice acting in this game, but it's kind of voice acting along the lines of Wintermere's voice acting, where there's like, the characters say each other's names and like make reaction noises and that's it. Like they don't have full voice acting. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I can't remember if Tomze is one of the words that they that they say when they say words. They definitely people definitely say Tuve's name a lot. Uh, and she definitely says Lars a lot. Oh yeah. There's like eight or nine different variations of ways to say Lars. <laughs> and 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 mom and dad or mama and papa, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh 
um i think i think the the tomtes maybe say it like that like they're pokemon and they can only say their own, their own name, name. Maybe? i'm not sure yeah except for the like lead tomte who can talk but we yeah. will get there later yeah that's that's a bit that's a bit onward yeah so you you make the little tomte porridge you um you help him uh or he helps you fix the the grinding stone in the basement and then you can like actually sharpen the dagger and get have a have a dagger which is very useful uh, there is an achievement if you talk to the tomte enough times because there's like something like seven yeah. unique pieces of dialogue <laughs> that she keeps saying when she's talking to him not that yep. he responds ever <laughs> But yeah, I definitely got that. <laughs> I was I was very fascinated by this tiny man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, gosh, who wouldn't be? I wish I had a tiny man to do my household chores. <laughs> Instead, I have a regular sized man who doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> you also have a you have a tiny cat that you attract by feeding, which is sort of like a Tomte, but he's less probably. Tomte doesn't have good cleaning. <laughs> No, doesn't have good cleaning. He's, uh, for, for podcast listeners, uh, I got another cat. He's very small, and he's very small, and, uh, I, after he poops, I have to wipe his butt, because there's usually a little bit of poop stuck on there, so he's definitely not going to help with the cleaning. <laughs> the <That's>... opposite, in <laughs> fact. Yeah, that's where we're at. Maybe yep. I can train him, but who knows? Um, yep. yeah, and then the, the, getting the dagger is like the the big point that kind of opens up the game because it gives yep. you a whole lot. It's like I feel like in in pretty much every adventure game, there's sort of a tutorial area that's very gated off, and you have a few specific goals. And then once you meet those specific goals, voila, the world is opened up, and you can kind of go anywhere. So yeah. getting the dagger is really what opens up the world because there's like these gross fine things blocking off a lot of your paths mm -hmm. and that's what you need the uh, dagger to deal with. To cut. They're the Breath of the Wild wines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are. I, haven't, I still haven't played um, Breath of the Wild. I actually did buy Breath of the Wild for my Switch, so now I need to play it. Uh, but that's, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. The And the game isn't yeah. like... The game is pretty linear like you you still it's not like you can just do everything at once once you get that sort of open up but it does feel a lot yeah. more like there are multiple places to go there are multiple like items to collect there's you can solve certain puzzles in various orders and yeah <clears throat> you you basically have like the big broad goals of okay go find the guardian spirits yeah and each of those puzzles or each of those you know objectives each of the spirits has a a series of other objectives uh puzzles that you kind of have to solve to get to them yeah and uh so i feel like on uh on mostly walking sean plot talks a lot about um the idea that it's important for games like this to always have a sense of what your overall goal is Right, like, why am I doing any of this weird combining thing A with thing B stuff? Like, why am I even here? And I feel like this game does a great job of that. Like, 
number one goal yes. find your brother Im save your brother very important right like that's your whole yes. motivating factor for the whole game and then they present very strongly like okay sub goal find the three guardians if you help enough people along the way maybe they will help you and it's like okay cool like i am set i have my motivation now it's just little puzzles from here on yes uh, um, so the, the first one you get is the wolf. Uh, and there's a lot of well, steps you got to do to get to the wolf. <laughs> the first one, can you, can you actually go to the wolf first? Because I, I think I tried to go to the wolf and it's blocked off. You think you're going to go there first, but it's blocked yes. off and you have to go to the bear first. You but, actually, yeah, okay. sorry. You, okay. you have to, you have to get like, um, you have to pursue the wolf first. The the wolf is sort of like the right. the wolf's like antechamber, etc. Is the first area you can get into. Okay. Um, but okay, he's I not yet. Sure if I, like, I, I could have done them in a different order. Okay. Yeah. Cool. yeah she, yeah, the, I think, um, is not actually the first one you go to. Um, I think the wolf is the the other yeah. girl. Um, yeah, I think the 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 raven and wolf are female, and the bear and stag are male. Yeah, but, I think that's true. Yeah, so the first area is the the wolf's kind of big mountain mountain hangout. It's not really like a structure. There's just kind of a a, a big platform, and she's asleep on it. Um, yep, and, and you can sort of see a, there's a. Yeah, there's. Mm -hmm. I was gonna say there's like a big ravine with a big bridge that you uh, that you have to cross that you can't cross without a specific staff, and so like that's like one of your first big sub goals is like clearly I need to get a wolf's head staff somehow. Mm -hmm. And that oh, that's where you meet. Um, I forget his name. The 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 water guy. Yeah, water spirit in the the cave. With his with his fabulous little pool setup that looks like he's uh, living the high life. Is it Fossagrim? What is his name? Fossagrim, possibly. Sounds uh, right. Noken Noken yes. is the bro is the sister or whatever of this one, the the sibling. Yes. Um, but I th yes. think this one is Fossagrim. Yes. And he says that he will give you the ability to manipulate water if you bring him a tribute of food and recharge his uh, stones that he gives you that they need to be submerged in a specific type of water, each of them. Yep. Um, and also you need to bring him an instrument for him to enchant for you. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm uh, trying to figure out like what's the best way to just go through all of these puzzles because they're so I know they're really they're... interwoven because then for the for the flute you have to go do some stuff for Troll Hilda and then like for the I don't know, eh, there's a lot of puzzles. Yes, I and mean, you meet Troll you, like... Hilda's you meet Troll Hilda's sister Troll Hilda. Yeah, and then you meet the um the the big toad lady yep the toad mother and she's part of the puzzle and the the yule cat is part of the puzzle uh <laughs> just randomly the yule cat hanging out in uh in a cave in this area yeah looking looking real badass 
and self-conscious yep. about his fur turning gray. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, there's the, the Noken is part of this quest, which is this big water monster in one of the lakes. And dang, is that thing the stuff of nightmares <laughs> when you actually see its full face? Yeah. Has giant screamy mouth. Yeah. I was not super stoked on that. I, I like the, the bit where it's like, oh, I guess this is where I go to get to it. It's it's a cave full of bones. Oh, good. I <laughs> sure do love being in a cave full of bones. Yep. I, I'm not suspicious about this at all. <laughs> yeah, so one thing to know about like Scandinavian folklore is like everything is like there to lure you in and kill you. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. And the moral of this, everything is pretty much stay the fuck out of the woods and stay the fuck out of the water. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, Be careful, child. Lessons. You could die very easily. Yeah. I think, look, I think we need to do a better job of instilling into our children that they, that they are very soft and squishy and could die very easily. I think that's yep. something that we have lost as a society, at least at least here in the States. Yep. Um, sure, we tell our kids not to play in traffic, but is that enough? I'm going to say no. Yeah, there should be a monster that tries to lure you into traffic so that you yeah. know specifically to avoid it. Yeah, all we get is like, don't, don't take candy from strangers and don't play in traffic, and, I don't know, don't do drugs. They start telling you from a real young age, don't do drugs. Guess what? It never works. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I'm right. sorry for that digression. Nope, it's cool. Um, yeah, you... So, so the, the Noken is necessary she's she's guarding the wolf's head staff so you have to get through her to get the wolf's head staff but uh you can't do that immediately um she just she just captures you um you can however use her water as the first set of water that you get um that you get for your stones uh there's another set of water that's got a um that's like poisoned because there's there's basically three areas there's like a woodland area beyond uh beyond a uh chasm that leads to uh the the little the little pool where the nookin is there's a forest that's like sickly and growing like overgrowing with this sort of parasite and then there's like the wolf's mountain mm -hmm. um and so, yeah, pond is uh, one area. There's a little trickle of water under the bridge in the central hub area. That's one of the three waters. And what's the other of the three waters? The, so there's oh, yes. the, the water that, that, in the that is cave and the poisoned water. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, then the, the trickle of water. Yes. It's like. So you do those. Yes. It's like water that was once big and is now small, water that was once pure and is now uh, tainted, and water that was once uh, something and then there was tragedy. <laughs> yeah. 
water that is responsible for great tragedy. Um, so you do all those three things. You get, um, where do you get the, you get the food from the Yule, from stealing the Yule cat's food, right? That's yeah. where you get the, the thing to present. Um, yes. And to get the Yule cat's food, you have to give him sludge from the, the troll's fire to dye his fur black. Yes. And right. to get the flute, you have to do an entire other quest that involves making a sleeping potion for Troll Hilda so that she will fall asleep and you can steal her flute. Because Which is mean, because Troll Hilda's been steal nothing but nice to you. Yeah, she really she really has. And, um, and that's the... Uh, I think, and I that's think the... even... Uh, that's the flute that, like, is supposed to help her find her, the, like, lost troll brothers. Like, all the male trolls left and got turned to stone. Oh, yeah, that part's, like, actually sad. Because you, you just, you find them throughout the world. They're just these trolls that have been turned into stone because they, you know, stayed out in the sunlight. And Troll Hilda wants to wake them up, but that never happens because you steal her flute, and then after your flute is no longer needed for the game, it disappears. Yep. So I guess Troll Hilda's out of luck. I think it's canon. She breaks it. Yeah. She does. With her She's selfish. evil. <laughs> selfish little girl. Man. I don't yeah. know if the tr I don't know if the flute was actually supposed to wake up the trolls. I think it was just supposed to help her find them. So it's possible that like she's better off not knowing what happened to the troll men. Maybe that's true. But then again, one of one of them was right in her backyard in the yeah. church. Like the graveyard. And then the other one was like two screens to the left, right next to the Wolf Mountain. Oh yeah. She also you destroy a church. Um yeah, you I do. forgot that you, you destroy a church. <laughs> There's like an old, slightly falling apart church you go into, and you have to like uh, cut the church bell down so it like crashes a huge hole through the floor. Oh yeah, how could I forget the church? That's where the Carl Carlson puzzle is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My name is in another game. We yeah, it. we found Carl. So is that uh, puzzle, that puzzle is not randomized, is it? It's always... It's always, yeah, the same. It's always the solution to the puzzle. Okay, great. Yeah. yeah, so you find a bunch of, like, tombs uh, in in the church, and they have different symbols on, and you have to match the symbol and the, like, year of birth, year of death. Um, and uh, the that, like opens the way to the bear cave which is in the basement of the mm -hmm. church so okay let's let's start <laughs> tallying up this little girl's sins okay she steals from a <laughs> troll she destroys a church and thereby like desecrates a whole bunch of graves mm -hmm. and a, a holy site real bad so we've got uh we got two pretty bad sins here uh already. burns down burns down her family's house <laughs> Burns down her own home. Yes. <laughs> How could I have forgotten? <laughs> My gosh. Um, 
Okay, I'm I'm just keeping track. I will I will. I mean, these sorts of sins are fairly <laughs> par for the course for little girls lost in the woods type <laughs> stories. But he, yes, agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Look, somebody has to hold her accountable, and it's I have just now decided that it will be me. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So let's see. There's. Am I forgetting? There's the Nokin puzzle where you have to like escape from the Nokin by like returning its family to it in the form of like some statues, which is really kind of like sad and creepy. Oh yeah, that that one was. Um, yeah, you have to like you get trapped down there because. I, well, I guess the the Nokin before she died and became the monster was like a little girl who drowned, and yeah. she has like a whole sort of like dollhouse type thing that she's cobbled together out of found objects and she picks you up intending to like have you be one of her dolls so you have to build a doll out of trash in the cave that sort of resembles you so like it's not you know a a, a blue sort of kind of sweater type thing on and it's got boots and it's got like a little red hat that you like yep. find and you put them on a uh i don't was was it a corpse that you were putting no on, it was like was a it puppet or a doll, doll or something remember. i think it was a doll okay. she also has these weird statues of her other members of her family in the cave um yeah so like there's you know like mother mother father daughter or something like that like little mm -hmm. mud sculptures or something and it's all like kind of tragic <laughs> It's, it's very sad. Um, and then... Uh, I'm, I'm, like, trying so hard to remember the actual order of things. That's uh, okay. Um, I think we're we're basically down to more or less the bear... Um, the bear cave. We're glossing over some stuff, but that's fine. That just makes it better if you want to play it again later. Yeah. Uh, if you want to play it at some point, that uh, you won't hear us spoil it entirely. Yeah. So eventually, uh, you you make it all the way down to the bottom of the church, which is where you meet the bear. Uh, but he's asleep. And you find the bear. Yes, and it's asleep and covered in like gross <laughs> fungus rot. Um, and there is a horn, and you think, okay, I'm gonna blow this horn. But before you can, a giant spider. Uh comes and and snab snags you and is real real mean and says yep. she's gonna eat you uh, yep i guess and worth throws you down that, into throws you down into the like the tomte mines where i guess all the tomte normally <laughs> work um yeah i guess this was another this was like another sequence mind. that reminded me a lot of brothers yes spider yeah, yeah, the spider. whole spider bit. Um, not just the spider, the spider like coming to get you, but the whole like sequence in the mines felt very much like a puzzle out of Brothers, because Brothers did a mm -hmm. lot of these sort of like environmental puzzles where you got to like put things in places and position them correctly and like fight off a monster and. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in this one, you um, you're at the bottom of the crystal mines and you have to like position a series of mirrors so that they refract through the crystals 
and the light being emitted from the crystals like drives the spider further and further back so that you can eventually like get your dagger back and murder the spider. Yep. As you do. Yeah. And, Although, and do free, you actually murder her, or do you yeah. just completely drive her off? Yeah, I think you just drive her off. Now that you now that you have said that, yes. I think she just kind of, she runs off shaking her eight fists at you. I'll get you <laughs> next time. Uh, yep. <laughs> and then you free all the little tomtes from the spider webs, and they uh, they get you back up to the surface so you can go see the bear. And you blow on the horn to wake up the bear, uh, but the bear, it turns out, is uh, afflicted with uh, a nightmare parasite. And so instead of just waking up the bear, you have a vision. Uh, and I forget what the first vision is. The first vision is the one where you are trying to remember the pieces of the song that your mom would play on the piano. Oh, right, yes. And there's so you, like you... three different rooms that have different mm -hmm. roles. Yeah, so you, you go through like several different versions of like your home. I think one you're like tiny and one you're very big. And you're basically just trying to solve these puzzles so that you can retrieve pieces of sheet music um, to, to learn the song. And then that's yep. how you break out of this sort of nightmare vision. Um, and yeah, and they, also... they say that the they say that the nightmare is like meant to show you like things that are causing you emotional strife in your life, like sources yes. of sources of discontent, basically. <clears throat> yes. So I guess in this case, it's that your mom died so long ago that you don't remember her very well, and that. I mean, that's a troubling thing for sure. So, yeah. And they start to, they already start to hint at like maybe, you know, uh, there's like patches in your memory that you're not 100% like remembering everything or remembering everything accurately. It's not mm -hmm. as strong in this vision, but it gets like much more of an implication in the following vision. Yes. Um, yeah, and then you, you wake the bear up, and the bear says, yeah, okay, sure, I'll help you, since you woke me up. And you're well, the so, bear says, you're the bear a... says, I don't want to help you, but I'll help you if everybody else helps you. <laughs> so go wake oh, up yeah, the I other two. Right. Yeah. The bear, the bear is kind of sure. I'll help you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I guess. Um, And then I guess after that point, then you can go to the wolf uh the wolf yeah so then that area. gives you something that lets you get through um the nookin area so you can get properly so you can get the wolf staff um so you can actually cross to yes. the wolf area mm -hmm. um i forget what it is but it is something yeah, I'm trying to remember too. Oh, you know, I think was it the was it the the parish register where you figure out the the um the Nokin's name to drive you it know, off? You know, this war this this uh walkthrough has the wolf guardian vision first. Maybe you yeah, can I... get the wolf first. 
Yeah, maybe you can. Maybe maybe I was just in the church trying to solve this wolf staff puzzle and I stumbled on the bear uh bear area. I guess you can get to the bear much earlier than you can get to the wolf. Uh but it's possible that you can solve those two in either order. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean it looks that way. So You definitely have to do the stag last. But yes. Yes. Um Yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to say it was probably the parish register and all of the stuff that you have to do to um to actually drive off the nookin so that you can go back down in there and pick up the staff which mm -hmm. i guess you could go to the church and then go back to the lake and do that but why would you yeah. not just go to the the bear um the bear cave if yeah. you're already there so yeah so you get the staff and then you go do the wolf wolf mountain puzzle which is literally just make sure that the staffs are pointing towards each other in their little yeah. The little holes you stick them in not much of a puzzle but i mean we solved several several thousand puzzles getting to this point so it gets <laughs> yeah. a pass for me yep for sure yep and um, the wolf see. basically so then you yeah there's a there's another vision at the wolf uh and the wolf vision involves um you're like a tiny version of yourself who's fallen down the well and there's like all of your mother's old jewelry and stuff down there um and and she keeps saying like oh you know why did my father throw all this stuff out i was so mad at him for throwing out all of my mother's things um and so you have to like there's weird the well has these weird grabby hands and you have to like give them the the jewels so you can get past and you go into like photographs that represent memories of your time with your family before Lars was born. It's also um, this part is really adventure gamey because I know you have like a a pearl necklace that you have to paint red with nail polish to give oh, it to God, the hands. That's the worst because you do also like like it's a hand and you have red nail polish and painting it giving it red nails would like make incredible sense like why don't you just mm -hmm. paint its nails red but it doesn't have nails so instead you have to paint a necklace red and give it the necklace which why does it need yeah. a necklace but yeah yeah i mean i guess it's wearing i'm looking at these pictures i guess it's wearing a bracelet and it would like another one it's got earrings i think off to the side oh yeah that too um and there's also like uh, several other hands that you have to kind of distract so that you can pass by them to do other things so it's like one of them you give it like a cookie and the other one you give it um your 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 cat's collar which got it which has a jingle bell on it so you've got the, the little hand just like jingling the bell which is very cute um yeah there's a thing yeah. where you have to like make a like another weird grappling hook thing out of a fish hook in order to like get this locket down you have to make a bridge out of straws and the straws are sort of scattered through the memories. This is one that I had to look up because I could not for the life of me find the third straw. And you needed three to make the bridge because two straws will not hold your weight, but three, yep. surely that will work. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think the nail polish one was the one I had to look up. Yeah, it's... 
Sorry, Use Carl, what did you start everything. to say? <laughs> no, nothing. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. Um, and yeah, eventually you do all this, you go through sort of your, your memories with your parents um, from, you know, before before your brother was born, when your mom was still pregnant, and um, I, maybe even before earlier than that. Um, and at, the, at the, the shocking revelation yeah. at the end is that it was not your father who threw your mom's things down the walls. It was actually you because you were, you know, upset mm -hmm. that she was gone. I think there was maybe a little more to it than that. I don't yeah. remember precisely. Well, there, what, there what is, the but we sort of don't. We, yeah, we don't, we don't really know what the more to it than that is. Uh, like, it, it ends up being that, like, you feel guilty and responsible. And so sort of, you know, um, childhood anger oh, yeah. slash fear drives you to do it. But we don't really know the full details yet. Um, it's, it's, it is, it does become, it does start to become very clear by this point, though, that there are no pictures of Lars and your mother. There are only pictures mm -hmm. of your mother while she was pregnant. And then there's like pictures of Lars, but like clearly, you know, it's, it starts to imply that like whatever killed her must have happened right around or at when Lars was born. Yes. <clears throat> In terms of timeline. So, um, yeah, so you get out of the wolf area uh, and then it's about uh, curing the the final like uh, area of the forest where um, everything is covered in these like weird sort of putrid uh, parasites and things. Mm -hmm. And that's where you, uh, you learn to make the mask that can see invisible things. And was there, there was another mask. There was the mask of, there's a mask that makes you invisible so you can get past the parasites that, will like bar the way when you try to approach and then there's the other mask that lets you see invisible like yeah. magical creatures yeah so then you have to go on several more fetch quests <laughs> yeah to collect a whole bunch of things so you let's see you need the hair of a bearded croque which is the big big frog mama frog lady yeah mama frog the one with the beard Yes, and you you have to bring her three wayward frog children back to her. Um, Which I already and, had all three frog children at the point where I first met her. So, oh, nice. it was it was a little I... anticlimactic. I was like, "Oh, you're looking for your children." Well, <laughs> as it turns out, <laughs> I just yeah, I happened think, to I have think... these three frogs here. <laughs> I think the only one I was missing at that point was the one that was in the. Uh, the the poison pond because the other two you can like sort of convince them like hey your mom misses you well one of them is just like hey i'll come with you the second one's like hey your mom misses you maybe you should come home and the third one's like nope i am not going back my mom sucks and she's real mean and i thought like i let him be because i thought it was just going to be like eventually you'll get something that will lure him out or you'll get something that will like remind him of his mother and give him fond feelings and he'll agree to come with you no you you throw a lobster pot in the water and you drag him out by force and bring him back to his mother who then proceeds to eat all three of her children <laughs> yes yep so that's 
that I'm gonna say that's three more sins. You have <laughs> the blood. You have the blood of of three innocent little frog frog boys on your hands. She, she claims they can be let out again later. She claims that this yeah. will not actually permanently harm them. I think isn't that a thing with with some species of frogs is that they like they when. I don't know, they, they like, carry their tadpoles around their mouths if they're, you know, trying to relocate or something. I know or there's one the that eggs. carries them around on its back that's really creepy. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. I've seen pictures of that. It looks awful. Yeah. <laughs> that's not, if you have that, like, uh, that psychological fear of, like, many small holes, do not look up this frog. Yeah, absolutely um, not. <laughs> But and I know I know uh, like alligators and crocodiles will keep their little babies in their open jaws because nothing in its right mind is going to try and pluck something out of the jaws of a crocodile. Yeah, and that's cute. That's that's not uh, nightmare inducing. Like, like yeah, the frog frog back. Uh, yeah, go absolutely do go look for pictures of baby alligators in a mama alligator's mouth. That's super yes. cute. Do. It. Um, but this Let's one, she see seems other... to imply that she's, like, grounding them, basically. Yeah. So, who knows? It's a little suspect. It's it's very suspect. I don't... Look, you're, you're, you, you cannot... Your children will not thrive in that kind of oppressive environment. <laughs> you need to let them spread their, their uh, webbed feet. Because these are frogs. Uh, and, and strike out onto their own, into their own little ponds um anyway <laughs> yes yep. anyway so other that's... other ingredients for the the first mask requires two of the nightmare parasites so you can't get the mask until you've done your first two guardian visions which is why the mm -hmm. the stag must be done last yes um and then the other thing is the skull of a ram which you just get it's uh near the mountain where the wolf is yeah or in that area and you have to do a puzzle to get to it. I don't remember what the puzzle is, but there's a it's, puzzle. You solve it, you get the skull. You have to it's get fine. a torch. You have to like get a torch to light up a tunnel, basically. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Yep. Yes. Uh, let's see. That's that's all about the three croaklings. Um, then the second mask uh, to see invisible things. <clears throat> is you need an orb eye fungus an owl skull and some newt spawn and three blue cap toadstools which are basically all in the surrounding puzzle area you're doing a lot of puzzles that involve like you know being invisible and putting things in the right spot um there's these mushrooms that you can oh you end up with a magic wand at some point um mm -hmm. that you can use to grow and shrink plants uh and you use that to like uh make some bridges with little uh little mushrooms by growing them big and walking across them um yeah which i enjoyed I once once you get the the first the mask of invisibility at that point i believe it gates you to this area so every, mm -hmm. all of the things that you need to collect the second mask and do all the stuff you have to do to get to the stag area, all of these are in this sort of lighted temple region.
region. And if you try to exit this region, you'll it'll she'll say, you know, oh, I should I should finish what I've started here first before I yeah. go do anything else. Which is again nice. Thank you yeah. for not letting me run all over the entire world for the the third toadstool, which is one of the things that I had to look up because it's it's immediately to the right when you walk into an area and if you take like even two steps forward the camera pans and you can no longer see the toadstool that you need to pick up yeah yeah you walk back and forth a lot yes yeah luckily there's a run button there's a button you can hold down to move faster thank goodness um Yes. It, it was almost to the point where I, I felt like it should be the the way they do it in some modern games where you run by default and you have to hold down a button to move slowly. It's like maybe that would have been yeah. better, but it's fine. It's it's tolerable. Um, yeah. But you yeah, you do do a lot of walking. I keep, I hope mostly walking plays this because I feel like it would be really right up their alley. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it is... I feel like I feel like we're maybe slagging on it a little bit, but like I will say I this is a pretty long game. It's like eight, ten hours ish. And I I I mean I got through it in probably like two or three sittings. I yeah, I, I was just I really, really enjoyed playing it. Yeah, I really enjoyed the the sort of the atmosphere and, and just being in that space and with those characters. It mm-hmm. was uh I had a really good time with it. Yeah, and it's um, pretty. It is it's very, very pretty. pretty. <laughs> yeah. All right. Natabloom. Right. So there's the, you need to get the Natabloom samples, which are like these weird fungus things that are parasite things that are growing. And that's why you need the little like mushroom bridges. And eventually you get, um, you get to the area where the stag is, but the, the horn is like covered in, parasites uh so you need to like put a poison on your dagger and uh like stab the poison into the the like parasites that are covering it and the parasites eat your dagger so no more dagger yes that's where you lose the dagger which is sad um but you do uh you do end up going into your last vision at that point Mm mm-hmm and this one is you it's like a big sort of open space that you have to traverse and you see little vignettes of memories that you have but they're slightly wrong so like your dad is building a crib for Lars but he's trying to paint it but he's only got like crayons that's not right or another one is your dad's trying to fix a car but he's only got i don't know knitting needles i think is what he had um, yeah so and you a have paint to can. sort of go through yeah, you have to sort of go through and pick up the objects from the scene that are out of place, find the scene that they belong to, and put them in the place where they belong. Yep, and it's it's all going through this like giant tree as well, and you're you mm-hmm. like part of it is actually like growing parts of the tree so that you can reach like certain memories. Um, and it's a it's got a very dreamscape logic, like if you. Uh, like you get a doormat and put it in front of a door so that you can lift the mat so that there's a key under the mat. Yeah. Um, or there was, there was a similar thing where like, 
you you find a doorknob like in a cupboard or something and you put the doorknob on a wall and then the the that wall becomes a door yeah and then you use the key that you you materialize to unlock the door um that kind of stuff so yeah i you yeah. you solve the the object puzzles and um and you wake up then you talk to the stag yeah the stag i guess says he was like awake the whole time um it was but fake. you yeah <laughs> but you do uh you do free him from the parasites and then they agree to <clears throat> open a portal to you to so you can get to the raven queen's castle um and save lars uh meanwhile <laughs> around this time your dad wakes up in the snow around the burned down house and he's like yes. oh shit my kids <laughs> i think they in between i think there are like several major story beats where you get a sequence showing what's going on with lars and the raven lady and and um rookie and she's talking about the ritual that she's trying to do and the, the whole time, like, Lars is chained up and he's very sickly looking. And um, you, you get these little button prompts to, like, interact with, with Rocky in some way or, or vice versa um, to interact with Lars. And you get this, this very small little narrative of, like, oh, they're becoming friends. Yeah. Like they're, they're starting to, like, they don't... Rocky also chained up like his mom is sort of doing this yeah. transformation against his will <clears throat> and and the other thing that that becomes apparent is that he's not i mean he is he okay yes yes he is a monster i i will retract my my previous statement but he is also explicitly a child yeah and and so he's sort of making this connection with lars who's you know, the only child he's seen in a very long time, and he knows that all of the other children he's encountered have died because they they tried to do this ritual and it failed. So he's got a little bit of sympathy. Yeah. So they like they roll a ball say. to each other and they like you know, Rocky gives him some food and it's it's all very cute. <clears throat> um so yeah, your your dad wakes up in the, in the ruins of the cabin. It's like, oh shit, my kids, <laughs> and follows your sled tracks down into the forest. Uh, follows the trail of marbles that um, that Lars left, uh, and gets to the woods just as uh, his daughter steps through this portal, and the portal closes. <laughs> so he's on. Uh, He's on the other, he's on like the real world side of uh, the forest and she's on the like magical god world side of the forest. Mm -hmm. uh, and they both end up at this castle, uh, which I guess your dad knows how to sail a boat so he can get across to it in the real world, even though Tuve couldn't. Even though she stole the oar. Yeah, that's even true. She stole the boat oar. One of the two boat oars. I want to say, I want to say, maybe. Well, the the boat was like covered in snow and probably frozen to the ground. I think in in her sort of when she encountered version. it. No, 
No, because no, she sees you can I'm, go to the boat in the first one and she says something like, yeah. oh, it looks like old and rickety. I probably like can't use it or something like that. Yeah, that's I mean, right. she no. really doesn't have a reason to use the boat as well. Well, we that's do true. like, I guess that's true. She is in petitioning hindsight, the party. Perhaps, but... Yeah. Yeah. She does notice the castle and she's like, ooh, that thing looks like big and creepy. I don't think I want to go there. But, like, that is where she has to go. Yes. But I but guess it wouldn't it wouldn't have helped her anyway, done... because, yeah, on that, yeah. The, the Raven Queen isn't on that side. She's on the portal side, so. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so, so you have, in one dimension, you have the father, and in the other dimension, you have Tuve, and you have to kind of work together. The, the, they weirdly, like, have sort of a bit of communication with each other where they can sort of feel each other's presence and their inventories connect. Um, so you, you have to use both of them to like solve these two part puzzles uh, in the castle, which is kind of an interesting sequence. Yeah, it was, it was a, a like nice change of pace. I think, I think if it had just been more of the same, I would have started getting like really burned out on, okay, I have to collect seven flowers and mix them into a paste and apply the paste to the door so that the yeah. door uh the, the corrosive nature of the paste melts the lock or you know whatever whatever yeah. um yeah no instead there's like you know it's like oh well there's four like times of day tablets and four season tablets and there's like a bunch of puzzles and they do feel a little bit like the puzzles in this section, I feel are like particularly arbitrary, um, but yes. because, as you say, you have that slight change of pace, it doesn't start to feel too draggy. Yeah, and there's there's a lot more like timing based stuff where you're having to, you know, you activate a mechanism with one character, and then you have to sort of run around and do some things with the other character, or you have to have one character like stand on a pressure plate while the other one activates a, a mechanism elsewhere like there's a little more timing and movement based stuff rather than just i have the correct combination of items yeah there's one um, in interesting sort of logical puzzle where you have to figure out how to get like these these bird creatures into cages that was kind of interesting oh yeah yeah, there's so, definitely okay. I don't, something I else don't... I looked up here related to the, like, basement, getting out of the basement cellar area, but I don't remember what it was. Oh, the thing that I looked up here was on the uh, on the right side of the castle, near where that big, like, not sundial, but the, the, the time of day, put the tablets mm -hmm. in puzzle, um, directly to the right of where that puzzle area is there's a staircase that goes up and i did not see that staircase and i was running around and running around for like <laughs> probably about 10 minutes before i lost patience and i was like i gotta look this up surprise you just gotta you gotta go a little bit further right on the there's screen another and there's screen. a whole other area <laughs> yes yeah. i keep thinking of uh i keep thinking of sam and max where uh like Sean Bouchard came back after a week of having been absent and he's like, so did we like figure out what was wrong? And Sean Plot's like, yeah, turns out there was a whole other half of our office we just never went to. Yep. 
I love it when that happens. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, a little, little bit, a little bit of queuing trouble there, but that's fine. Yeah, and it's. I bet it's different. Um, it's like I'm sure it's different for different people in terms of what they see and what they miss. So that's like really yeah. hard to to know what's gonna yeah. what some people are gonna notice and others aren't. So it's one of those things. It's like uh, I I read that and I wasn't mad at the game. I was mad at myself. Kind <laughs> yeah. Of thing. So so you know, just just be aware that there's uh, some stairs there if you play this game. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, um, no, I had a thing, like, above the stairs, there's, like, some rope that's on a, a little, like, extended area, and I didn't realize that you could, like, go get the rope. Even though I had been using the, like, show me all the interactables thing, I guess I just didn't notice that. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, um, so your your dad, like, gets you up to the final area of confrontation. Um and you you have a final confrontation. You talk to uh, Rorca, who's the, the Raven Queen, and tell her about... Well, you actually, like, really don't stand much of a chance against her, it turns out. But the Guardians help you, and they're like, we're sorry, our bad, we shouldn't have kicked you out. Um, you don't have to do this. Like, let, why don't we all move on to another realm? <laughs> Leave the leave the human place for the humans yeah also, which seems okay. like overkill so, uh, i don't know why they all have to die but sure <laughs> yeah i mean i guess i guess they spent several centuries asleep and uh with their brains full of mushroom fungus holes so maybe yep. um but <laughs> the so the the creepy like bird creatures that are in the castle are the do they ever explain what those are because i figure that they were like all of the children that she tried to use Ooh, for interesting a ritual that failed but i don't i don't know if that's actually supported by anything i don't um, i mean that that was not something that occurred stay. to me <laughs> that was not something that occurred to me so probably it's not in the text or if it is i didn't find the, the thing that says yeah. it but that's a cool idea <clears throat> yeah uh, i have no idea you also okay. have. I wasn't uh, sure if they said it, and I missed it. I, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, like that's my new headcanon. Um, okay, cool. The, 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 the game ends with like one of my favorite video game tropes, which is like a surrealist journey through the, uh, through the main character's subconscious as metaphor for combat with <laughs> the main villain. Yes. Um, I love it. I love it when media does this. Uh, so, like, you're you're basically uh, you're Tuve going through memories of like the night that your mother died, um, which was basically uh, you know her, her water broke. They they tried to um, get down the uh, you know down the mountain to get her to a hospital. She could give birth but it the weather was really bad and the car crashed and she has this weird guilt of like apparently there was like an emergency phone somewhere in the mountains which i don't know how they set that up seems like it'd be hard to run lines out there but sure um and her dad told her to like go find the phone and like call the town uh to try and get help but she couldn't find the phone 
And so she has this guilt where she feels like she killed her mom because if only she could have found it, you know, it would have been, uh, you know, maybe she could have saved her. But like realistically, and she comes to terms with like realistically, there was nothing she could have done, even if she had found the phone, like the the roads were too bad. Nobody would have gotten there in time. And yeah, it was uh, it was just a sad thing. So, you know, like. Her mother did end up like giving birth in the middle of the snowy woods, uh, and uh, which is why Lars is slightly magic because he was born in the magic woods. Mm -hmm. uh, but she died in childbirth, and it was very sad. But yes. you know, Tuve confronts her own memories and her own feelings, and sort of comes to term with the past and is able to fully like remember it. Um, and internalize it uh and in doing so you know she she can talk to the raven queen about like motherhood and what that means and you know like why she shouldn't force her her child to be something that he's not um and yeah then all the guardians come and uh all the guardians die i guess or go somewhere else yeah i mean i guess i feel like uh Dying is a very different prospect when you are a an ageless immortal, immortal god. god beast. Yeah. Fair. So I I guess I guess uh do they do they die or do they go somewhere else? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is the answer to that. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Um, and yeah. then the last then yeah, there's the a little epilogue of the game. Yeah, where you are, it, it 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 plays out as sort of an echo of the first scene where you and Lars are out in the forest, and okay, it's time to go home. We're gonna go make dinner, uh, but this time, uh, Rocky is with you. He is your new giant monster brother, I guess. <laughs> yes. Yes. And uh, and it sounds like the dad is kind of like snapped back to his senses and recovered a bit because yes. he's like cooking for you and things yes i mean i feel like i imagine that after uh however many years four or five years whatever of sort of being in a stupor and ignoring your children i feel like you would snap out of that definitely if both of your children disappear in the night uh and you have to go do magic castle adventures to get them back <laughs> yeah one would hope one would hope yeah. and maybe he like disliked his kids but now he had like a cool kid yeah now he's got <laughs> the coolest kid that doesn't burn down the house that doesn't burn down the house and i mean i imagine having a a a giant monster boy is super useful like around like you gotta chop you gotta chop down a tree for firewood send out your giant monster son to uproot an entire tree yep bam firewood for the whole whole winter you got it you got you it dad to, you need to build a house like he can just hold the frame in place while you yeah. like hammering hammering boards and stuff also your cool new kid is half god uh and um has i would say probably committed fewer sins than your, <laughs> and your daughter terrible daughter <laughs> yes I uh like Lars Lars ran off 
So it was his fault. Yes. I was going to say it was his fault that he got abducted, but <laughs> I don't think I can bring myself to actually say that even as a bit. Um, but yeah, you, you've got yourself a cool new monster god boy who I, I also, I guess, I didn't consider this until now, but I guess he will just be a child forever. Maybe. Right? I mean, does he? Can he grow into an adult monster? I don't know how that works. Yeah, I don't know how that works either. Like, I feel like it's sort of implied that he, like, developmentally, psychologically, is a child. Maybe. Well, but maybe when you're it's like, you know, in the in the god dimension, you like time stops there. Oh, that could be. That could be it too. Maybe he'll he'll age that. now that he's As... back in the human world. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, the whole a... the whole point of this game is I I need my 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 monster son to be a human so that he will be accepted in the real world, and then your monster son gets dumped into the real world, and <laughs> it's never addressed how they deal with uh, people having to see and be aware of the monster son well but they're already in the middle of a forest that nobody comes to and it's already kind of established that um like there are magical things in that forest like i don't think the the trolls and other spirits and things go away when the guardians go away so that's true <clears throat> excuse me i also I was sort of unclear at times as to whether the forest, um, if, say, if uh, Dad went into the forest, would he also see the trolls and mm -hmm. uh, giant, uh, giant god creatures, or if he would not? Like, I don't know. It, 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 it. I guess what I'm saying is that while you're in that initial part of the game in forest area even though you don't go through the portal it seems like you have yeah you've crossed you've crossed sort of the threshold yes. yeah you in in the hero's journey sense you have crossed the threshold yes and it, it felt like almost like like a literal threshold because i think even at one point tuva says like, are we still in the same forest? Because this doesn't yeah. seem like the forest that I know of. So, I yeah, know. it. I guess at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because this, yeah, it's a fairy tale girl in the woods story. So, who cares? Enjoy your new monster son, <laughs> <laughs> and and uh and live with the sins you have committed. Yep, <clears throat> that's what it's like to be. Uh, girl in the woods. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, so I I enjoyed this game a lot. It's it yeah. it did have its sort of you know capital A capital G adventure game moments, um, mm -hmm. but it as these things go, it wasn't like egregious. There were no crazy for the most part, no crazy moon logic puzzles, um, and you know it 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 has a pretty decent pace of like you're always doing stuff and moving forward you always know what your goal is they don't they take care to not make things ever get like combinatorially bonkers um mm -hmm. 
and it's just like it's a really pretty soothing like adventure sort of place to be in it's got that that good 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 like little kid adventure fairy tale vibe that you know i love from certain types of stories so yeah this was a good one good recommendation carl now we know that it's just because you're in the game yeah. <laughs> you were drawn like a moth to the flame there's also it's there's insane. a whole it's true um uh there's also a whole uh like collection side quest optional thing in the game um where there's like a you have a journal that keeps track of um your achievements and stuff and it's also got um there's just like a little journal where Tuve will pick up and put like all the random shit that she finds in the woods uh, in her journal, like, oh, it's like a pressed leaf. It's an old caterpillar cocoon. It's like a piece of a rat tail. It's a, some unusual lichen, right? And uh, I'm sure there's an achievement for completing it. I, I think I got like, uh, like 39 out of 48 items or something like that. There's a lot of them. Yeah, there's there's a bunch. Like I felt like I was doing really well, and I looked at the end of the game, and I was like, "Oh, you've got like two thirds of them." Like, Dang. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I felt like that part was really cute because a lot of times she'd pick something up and be like, "Oh, I have to show this to Lars when I find mm -hmm. him." Like, yeah, cute. Here, yeah, mostly on the gross the game, stuff. Idiot. Like, this yeah. is a gross thing. Like Lars would love it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, little brother. I guess I I say that I have not I have not had a little brother necessarily. It's so. it's it's particularly funny when the dad puts stuff in the journal because it oh. seems like a little beneath him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I oh gosh, now I'm just imagining like at the very end of the game when your inventory is shared and your dad like rummages through the bag and finds this journal and he's just flipping through it like oh what a cool bug oh what a cool <laughs> rock <laughs> yeah where did all this shit come from i don't know it's cool yeah yeah i mean maybe that's why he continues to collect them maybe he's like oh look tuve started this like awesome collection it must be for her and lars i guess i should continue it yeah that would be a good dad thing to do. <sighs> so yeah, that's the game. I think we talked about it. Mm -hmm. Anyone have any final thoughts? No. No. Nope. All right. Yeah, Rocky. Nice, it's a good game. Nice little game. Adventure gamey, but not too adventure gamey. Yeah, adventure gamey, but I not unplayably play. adventure gamey. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yes. yeah, so speaking of adventure games, I guess this, this is more or less probably going to be an adventure game as well. Um, next, we are going to play, since it is the spooky month, uh, we're going to be playing Creeks by Amanita Design or Amanita Studio. Um, and yeah, it's their most recent game. It's about like a, a big old haunted house um, that 
is like apparently sort of you know fantastical and uh multi-dimensional uh and it looks like uh an edward gory book in appearance yes but it is by the the team that made um machinarium and botanicula and samarost and all of their other games so far are and chuchel or Kuchel, uh all of their other games so far are very cute so i'm guessing this is probably not going to be like too spooky so we're not we're not dealing with another cat lady situation here yeah yeah so probably your child friendly sort of spooks i would guess i would think so albanita i mean we've we've we have delved into those waters, so yeah. But who knows? Maybe, maybe they will just get inexplicably very frightening for no reason. Um, that would be, that would feel wrong. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Amanita because they are a Czech studio, um, and their their uh, lead designer went to the same art school as my grandfather uh, in Prague. Nice. And uh, yeah, so it's uh, I'm I very much enjoy their games. They have a sort of Czech flavor to them, which I enjoy. Yes. And I'm excited to get to try this one because I have not been able to uh, I have not gotten around to it yet. So um, I don't know if we're going to be doing two weeks or three weeks for this next one. Three weeks would put us exactly on November 1st. Um, probably we'll, we'll aim for two weeks, but knowing us, there's a good chance it'll end up being three. Yeah. As, as it happens. Uh, I'm, I'm just looking up what the, how long to beat. Uh, okay. It's not too long. So just to see if we should like actually aim for three weeks, but it says main story plus extra five hours. So that's, that's yeah, that's doable. doable in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So if we if we catch you in two weeks, you'll get it like right in the lead up to Halloween and it'll feel spooky and mysterious preparation for the holiday. Um, and if we don't, then you'll get it right after Halloween and it can be your Halloween chaser. Not that, you know, yes. I feel like Halloween is going to be a huge celebration this year because like going around to interact with a bunch of strangers and or being in close proximity parties with a bunch of other people is not COVID approved. Yeah, but maybe maybe not the best idea right now. But you know, we can still stay inside and watch Hocus Pocus and eat, get candy, pretending we're going to give it to other people, and then just eat it ourselves. <laughs> Which or is usually how I spend my Halloween candy. anyway. So or. We can get candy and not pretend we're going to give it to other people. And <laughs> just, just eat it ourselves. Yourself. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> just be honest yes. with ourselves about it. It's true. Yeah. Look, it's 2020. You got to you gotta do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. If that means eating all the candy, so be it. That means getting yeah. the, uh, the big Kit Kat Reese's Peanut Butter Cup mix bag and just eating all of it yourself then that's yeah. what you got to do. Oh, that's one of the best mixes, too. That is the best mix. Those huh. are, they're both so good. Carl, you can okay. buy another uh, five pounds of sour candy. 
Oh gosh. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> uh, please be careful if you do. Um, yeah. So I guess this is this is where we do plugs. Hello. Yep. I'm Kelso. You can find me on Twitter uh, at Kelso Time Bomb. That's where that's where I live, and you can uh, tweet podcast stuff to the podcast at Feedback Force. Yeah. And uh, feel free to like, you know, come on and guest with us next week or next episode if you would like, um, because we yeah. enjoy having guests on. We haven't had one recently. So if you play Creeks and you like Creeks and want to talk about Creeks, then definitely come chat about Creeks with us. Yeah. Um, also, uh, the, the Discord link will be on the on the Feedback Force Twitter if you would like to join the Discord. We're here. We're hanging out. Yep, it's true. We're posting cat pictures. Yeah, if you want to see adorable pictures of Kelsa's kittens, come join us on the Discord. Yes. Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, I am at Kyla underscore go. Uh, I also, you can also find uh, my game, Wintermore Tactics Club, at Wintermore TC, uh, or you can purchase it on Steam and consoles. Uh, because it's available on all of those platforms, uh, which is fantastic. Nice. Yeah, and I'm Carl, and you can find me on Twitter at Skug3. I mainly, like, the only thing I really do on Twitter is just, like, like shaders nowadays. <laughs> so if you are someone who posts some shaders... Uh, you should ping Carl so he can come look at your shaders. At Skug yeah, with a K can, and two Gs. Or you can delve into Carl's likes, which is what I'm doing at this very moment, to look at all the shaders he's liked. Ooh. I actually I actually am going to go through these, so... <laughs> yeah, I, I do love a good shader. Yeah. Gotta love and I guess shader. you can also find Carl in the game we just played. Yes. Uh, as a puzzle solution. If you want to find out when Very Carl right. actually died, um, yeah, or when he was born, I guess like sixteen ninety three or I something like born. that. Yeah, spoiler surprise! This whole time, Carl has also been an ageless god, god beast. <laughs> yep. How do you how do you type with your giant claw hands, Carl? Well, that's why he just likes posts these days. I guess that's true. We've learned your secret. Yeah. I think that's a podcast. I think we've done it. Yep. Gang. Thanks for thanks for uh thanks for coming to listen. And we'll see you in hopefully a couple weeks uh to talk about creeks. Yeah. All right, cool. Talk to y'all later. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.